Hey guys, before we jump in, I want to invite you to follow me on socials. You can follow me on Twitter at what I will say pod, on Instagram at what I will say, also on TikTok at what I will say, and of course, what I will say.tumblr.com will take you to my blog where you can keep up with my day to day pop culture takes. If you want to support the show, you can do so on Patreon. Just search what I will say to access hours upon hours of bonus content, our secret community Discord, and so much more. Or if the Patreon is not for you, you can give us a five star rating and a good review, or even just tell a friend about the show. All of those things help us out a lot. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to What I Will Say. This is Cam, and I'm here to introduce the episode. So me and Imps jumped on and talked to Liz for about an hour and a half. I will say, like, we didn't do a full timeline revisit. We got to some important things and sort of came to a conclusion about the ship without doing every detail of the timeline. Of course, if you want to read every detail of the timeline, go to taylizmasterpost.tumblr.com um, and you can read it there for like the entire whole picture. But we were just revisiting it. We kept it casual. We kept it chatty. We also recorded this a matter of hours before Carly Kloss like an absolute psychopath, showed up at the Eras tour. I've already done three hours of reactions over on the Patreon. So if you want my takes on that, it's on the Patreon. Here's what I will say. Here is what I will say about Carly at the Eras tour. I have kind of heard a rumor and have a theory in the works that it's less to do with like Carly and Taylor's relationship or friendship or reconciliation or feud or not really anything to do with that, that Carly was there can't go into more details on that right now sorry I've shared what I can but here's what I will say if that theory is correct which it might not be right the sort of thing I heard might not actually be the truth if that theory is correct though I don't think we will get more content from Carly and Taylor I don't think Carly will be back for the 1989 era squad I don't think we'll get a selfie of them backstage I don't think Carly will you know, show up to dinner with Taylor in New York in a month. If my theory is correct, that all may happen. And then I will sort of adjust my thinking. I'm not saying that will definitely not happen. Let's be clear about that. But if what I kind of heard and and the theory I'm working with as to why Carly was there right now is correct, I don't think we'll get more Taylor content. I think it'll be more of a one-off, more like Diana at SNL. Diana went to SNL. Did that mean Swift Gron was besties again or back together or, or hooking up or any of that? Probably not. Um, you know, we didn't get anything after that. And it's likely Diana went to see Phoebe Waller-Bridge and it was sort of just coincidence. Taylor was the musical guest at that point and, you know, great, fine. But it wasn't some super big, meaningful Swift Gron is back and in full force moment. It was sort of like, oh, look, they're in the same place at the same time. Cool. Interesting. Diana's enjoying Taylor's performance. Cool. That's fun, but does it mean a lot? No. And I think this Kaler event, Carly being at Ayers Tour, will follow the same pattern, if my theory's correct. But I'm giving it until 1989 comes out to see, listen, maybe we get Carly and Taylor out to dinner in New York in a few weeks or something. And and we'll see, okay, the reconciliation has happened. Taylor's moved on from the past. Great. Let's have some Kaler content. You know, that'll be, it'll probably be a mess in the fandom, but it's going to certainly be an exciting time. But yeah, that said, that's my kind of first take on it. And if you want three more hours of takes and theorizing and theories and absolute melting down, uh, me and Imps jumped on and did two hours and 20 minutes about this. And then uh, Tori from Ready to Be Petty came on and we did another 40 minutes on it. And, you know, I may have more content coming soon about Carly's attendance at Ayers Tour. There's a lot of hype about it there's a lot going on there's also a lot of misconceptions I've debunked some of those on TikTok and on the Patreon and there's more to debunk and on my blog so we're sort of 
just covering all our bases. Exciting time. But how meaningful is it? I'm sort of waiting to see. But it could be varied. We'll just have to see. Also, I just want to say, this morning, we hit 1,000 patrons on Patreon. And I want to say I am so appreciative and thankful and grateful. Thank you all patrons and everybody. But, you know, especially shout out to the patrons for your support of the show. The show would not exist without you. And, um, yeah, if you haven't tried the Patreon, well, don't you want to join the thousand other people that are on there? Come hang out come through. Anyway, like I said, I really, really appreciate you guys so much. Thank you for your support. Thank you for listening. And uh, yeah, with all that said, please enjoy this Revisiting Taylor's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to What I Will Say. This is Cam and I'm here with Imps. Hi. What's going on, Imps? Nothing. I'm I'm happy to be talking to you again. And I've missed you and Miss Gabby. And it's just good to see your face and and get back into talking is about something that I don't really know that much about. And I'll tell you, I did read through the master post today and I'm not like, I'm not fully convinced. So your, your task is to, is to convince me. Okay. Before we jump in for any new listeners, drop your Instagram handle. We haven't said it in a, in a while, make sure everybody knows where they can find you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I am only on Instagram currently and it's at EMPSMD. That's the one. Everybody make sure you're following and interacting with Imps. She's got like daily content. She's very good about posting blind items and other pop culture info that I know you guys don't want to read about. So today on the pod, you guys voted. I put it up to Tumblr. Uh, I put it on Tumblr and I put it in the Discord. Maybe I should have posted on Instagram. Sorry, I didn't. Um, A Google survey on what we're going to cover and the overwhelming... Majority of people, 75%, I believe, voted in favor of Cover Tay Liz. The other option was to talk about gay presidents in history, which I'm going to cover at some point because that's fun too. But Tay Liz, a, a little Tay Liz recap revisit because it's been two and a half years since I first covered it. And that episode, the audio is trash. Although shout out to Sim, who was the guest on that and who wrote the timeline we're going to be talking about. She did such a great job. I was listening back to it just to remember what the takes were and like some of the bigger points. And like, I was so annoying. I don't know how you guys are listening to this podcast. I'm so annoying. But Sim was great on it. I didn't think you were annoying. I listened to about half of it. Mm-hmm. And I also read the master post and I... I I started taking notes and I mm. I don't think anyone sounded annoying, but I wrote down two things that I'm like, okay, I feel like there's a good case for this. And this is coming from like a, a Kaler crackhead, right? Like I, <laughs> I, I I'm aware. Um, but but I'm interested to go through it with you. Yeah. So bro, so Tay Liz is like hot for like people who think Taylor's a lesbian and has never had a boyfriend to talk about on Twitter right now. Uh, we got some gayish sounding songs on the Speak Now Vault records, uh, re-records the Vault tracks on Speak Now. Um, I can see you seems to be pretty like hiding a secret relationship if they only knew. You know we're sneaking around, and at at first glance I was like, oh, this song is gay. But then there's the line about I can see you in your suit and your necktie, and let's listen. A woman can look hot in a suit and a necktie. At the same time, I these days sort of take Taylor's lyrics at face value to an extent. Like, but you can't do that with Taylor. There's a lot. I don't know. 
for whatever reason, maybe because I just suck. The suit and necktie line kind of turned me off. And I was like, eh, that's a Martin Johnson song, surely, right? Like, or whoever, some secret guy. Like, but Liz does wear suits. So <laughs> I like that. Um, and wouldn't wouldn't that song have been written what speak now is 2010 Mm -hmm. like that's that's hard like hipster um I I can remember going out during that time period like going out to bars and clubs and like I don't know we were all still in our like business casual era Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure like guys would wear neckties and Mm -hmm. and stuff like out to the to the club um not because they had to because of the dress code or anything, but just because like that's what was in style. Um, so I I definitely can picture like in my mind, like that, that song and her seeing guys like that. But also, I mean, women were wearing that stuff too. Absolutely. Now, let me say, let me say what I like about Taylor's and let me say what gives me pause about Taylor's. What I like about Taylor's is that, well, first of all, Ah, before I even get into that, Liz is like posting gay songs that she's written, singing to a song named Kelsey, to a girl named Kelsey, Kelsey from last night. Could we be a vibe? Like, I'll send you the video if you haven't seen it yet. We'll talk about it. But like, I think, I think Liz is gay and it's not just not gay. Let's say queer, bisexual, fluid. She's dated men and been in love with men. There's no doubt in my mind on that. Um, She's even engaged at one point in this timeline. So let's not get carried away. You know, um, Liz is into men. But I think, could she be into women? After Kelsey from last night, I I think maybe. So let's say (laughs) that. Well, well, also, I'm just just going to be a a, a shithead here. I mean, Kelsey is also a a, a boy's name. Kelsey Kelsey Grammer. Oh, oh, sh- come on. <laughs> she's, not, she's not out there hanging out with Frazier at the no. bar. <laughs> okay. And the only reason that popped into my head when you said it, I have not heard the song. I don't know the video. <laughs> I'm a huge Frazier head. And I knew when you said Kelsey, I was like, well, that's a boy's name too. But Let literally me. that's the only man I've ever known or heard of with the name Kelsey is Kelsey Grammer. So I was just really just taking the piss as, as the English would say. Let me send you this video. No, sorry. It's not Kelsey from last night, you little auntie. It's Caitlin. It's <laughs> oh, okay. Caitlin from I take last it back. night. I it's- take it back. Everyone, everyone listening is like screaming. It's Caitlin. <laughs> like- sorry. Sorry to the <laughs> listeners screaming. Okay, watch that video and tell me what you think. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So nothing, it nothing super straight about that. <laughs> it looks like this is a song. Liz has written with these guys and they have started a band. I'm just learning this now as I click on a few links on TikTok. Pretty Bird. They have a band called Pretty Bird. If you go to Pretty Bird Band LA on TikTok, there's several videos of them doing this, playing to this song. Part of me wonders if we're talking about Caitlin from last night and this whole vibe. Did one of the guys in the band write this song and Liz is just their singer? And let me even say... I'm not saying this is for sure happening, but Liz is a little shit. All right. If we're going to be like, she, I can just see an energy of Liz who was a bit of a troublemaker who got kicked out of Taylor's band for like drinking and partying is like the word on this, uh, on the street. I don't think Liz is straight, but I will say like this song, I'm getting energy of like, is Liz trying to go viral by acting a little gayer than she really is? 
I'm just saying Liz is very talented, but you know, she's never hit it big. It's a, it's a dog eat dog out there. Like her most success has just been Taylor's backup singer. Right. Like, but she's written a lot of great songs. I actually, she's written some really good songs. Um, is she, is there a little bait here? Is there a little attention seeking? Yeah. I don't, I don't know that it's something that I could speak to you know you know like fair enough right I like I don't I don't know I mean I don't put anything past any anybody ever period that's just how I operate um but yeah I don't I I don't know I mean she doesn't going through the timeline and looking at the pictures and, and again this is like I'm stereotyping madly I apologize but like I could see it yeah I I I, I wouldn't I don't have any problem like seeing videos of her talking pictures of her where I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? Um, but on the other hand, a lot of the early content in the timeline or in the master post, um, I would just kept saying, eh, my, yeah. me and my best friend were like that. Eh, yeah, yeah. Like if I, if I was, if I was at Taylor's level of fame on, on the fearless tour, I sure as hell wouldn't stay in a hotel room by myself. My best friend would, 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 be there in the room with me and my best friend. And I know I like say this every time we record together, the one you met in New York, we still will sleep in the same bed together. If we're like at the beach, like at, like, and I'm like at my parents' house or something, like we still sleep in the same bed together. Like we just have always I feel like done that in 20 years. Is it, are you two going to come out together and actually like uh, confess your love for each other and marry each other? No, because all right, just checking. No, we won't because we're way too like we're way more like like sisters. Like we mm-hmm. will try to kill each other. Okay. Um, and also we did one time at a rave in the 90s, mm. like then they're done. You know, that. You know yeah. we 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 we're like, oh, we should like kiss or something. And we did, and we were both like, ugh. Like we were, but like disgusted, like not because it was a girl on girl kiss, but because it was incest. Sisterly. It was incest. (laughs) Good to know. Good to know. I just feel like the listeners are probably screaming at this point. Like she brings up this goddamn friend every time. So listener, it's not true. It's just girls really can just be friends. Just like Carly and Taylor were only just kidding. Um, (laughs) And I also want to be like, well, I only have like four friends. So, you know, you're going to hear, you're going to hear, hear the same ones brought up over and over again. (laughs) That's relatable to all of us, I think. So let me tell you, I I like that Liz is acting gay on Maine. Let me tell you the other thing I like about Taylor is I like that there are a handful, a healthy handful, three, four, five, maybe like really sort of tightly knit little Taylor music that could tie back to Liz moments. So you have this key necklace that Taylor always wears that we associate with Liz. I wrote that down. Yeah. The key necklace. So that's it. So we'll talk about that in more depth, but like that comes back and she wears it during the, I knew you were trouble music video. And it's sort of like this repeating theme. There's a t-shirt again. I knew your trouble music video. There's this circle t-shirt. And then Taylor looks like she has on a very, very similar shirt. It's not the exact same one, but a similar shirt in a vlog with Liz. Um, You know, there's a few, like Taylor writes this song, you know, and it seems like, gosh, here's X, Y, Z in that song or or imagery in the music video or in the you know whatever that seems like it could have something to do with liz and i really like that because that's how taylor communicates to us right like could be coincidences always but 
you know, when Taylor starts singing about a Daisy, I'm your Daisy. And two years before, three years before, Carly Claus has tagged her as an actual Daisy. And they've taken a Daisy as a mascot to be the mascot of their gay trip they took. To- I like it. I like it when the music comes back and it's like, here's the verse in the song and here's the thing that happened in real life. And are they referencing each other? Who knows for sure. But it but it seems like they are. I like yeah, that. I agree. I like that too. And what, what I start to do, so- like I said, when I was going through the, the the beginnings of the master post, I was like, eh, that's just like teenage girl shit. Um, but then we, I, I got to the parts about the, I knew you were trouble music video, the t-shirt, mm. the necklace, uh, the Portland, Oregon thing, mm. and we'll get into it. And it's like, okay, well, if, if those things are true, then more things must also be true. And this is why I have always had such a hard time. Well, I think I've come to like, terms of acceptance with the whole Taylor slash Joe of it all. But like there were, there's, there's certain things. It's like, okay, if, if, if the Daisy is Carly and Kaylor and like certain songs on that album are about Carly, for example, then aren't all of them. And like, I have to kind of like undo that in my head a little bit, but it starts to like, bleed into like well where does joe even come in because if 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 but then you know you come and we talk and we're like well you can have more than one muse like Mm -hmm. and you you can have different muses on the same album and it's like well yes that actually that's actually true it makes a lot of sense um but there there are some things going through tay liz where it's like well obviously that's something Mm -hmm. it it, it's got to be something yeah, that does get tricky. I think agreed because like some things in Taylor's album seem so explicitly to reference, say, Joe Jonas, um, whoever, you know, whatever. And and so it's like, well, how can it be Liz when it's, you know, Mar- wait, well, I like Martin Johnson, right? I like Martin Johnson for a lot of those Speak Now songs. And it's sort of like, well, where does the Liz come in? But I think so this actually excellent segue into the thing I don't like about Taylor's. What I do not like about Taylor's is that. These girls were friends and co-workers for a long time. I think they were pretty close for, they knew each other for like four, four, five, six years and like, you know, worked together for three. I mean, Liz was on two tours. Liz was on the Fearless Tour and the Speak Now Tour. And throughout that time, they both go through so many different flirtations, flings, boyfriends, and certainly on Taylor's part, I will go to my grave swearing to God she and Julian Huff were hooking up in the fall of 2010 or nine. Sorry, 2009. Um, Katie's birthday party. Absolutely. I just, (laughs) and I've heard that and I believe that. And we went into depth. I shared all the tea I heard about that, you know, more explicitly on the Patreon. It's there. We did that for Speak Now Week. But Julian um, has since come out as. He's out as queer. Yes. Yeah. Unlabeled fluid of some nature. Yeah. So um, I just, I there's a lot, like Liz has these boyfriends. These are not beards. These are not PR. Liz is not famous enough for that. That is not, these are real connections. She's written songs about these guys. Um, She was engaged she, to one of them. She's like, been very hurt when one of them ended up marrying someone else. Yes. Like those seem like pretty real emotions and reactions when I look through the, the, the tweets and all that, you know, God bless old school Twitter. Yeah. So what I don't like about Taylor is, is that I'm going to go ahead and veto and maybe I'm wrong, but like the, the, the 
mindset I'm going to have for this podcast is there was never any monogamous girlfriend. We, we're only together with each other and we have a monogamous commitment. That was not something that was happening with Tay Liz. And, and Tay Liz, honestly, reading about this really, I, I agree with you. And it, it uh, honestly like snapped more of Kaler kind of into a sharper focus for me because it's like, well, Taylor has like a MO with this kind of mm-hmm. stuff, you know? And I feel like, and you can correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong or speaking out of ignorance, but like, I feel like potentially was like Diana, the only maybe somewhat monogamous or is that not, you know, even, it's funny. I, don't, I, I mean, I don't know. Well, I think I think I owe the listener a state of the Gaylor Union, but the farther we get from 2020 and the better my mental health gets, the more agnostic I get about all the ships. Right. I'm sure some of them happened. I'm sure some of them down. Diana, like, I don't know. I, there could have been a short commitment there, a short attempt at a commitment. There certainly seems to be a very obvious, like falling in love and breakup that you can almost see or you can at least read into some of the social media and and things they were saying around the time and music that was being written but like I don't even know if I think that I think it's it's hard always been kind of something like in the background where it it, I I wouldn't be surprised because here's the thing let me tell you let me tell you like carrying out a monogamous serious commitment while as closeted as I think Taylor is, and that's nothing, there's nothing wrong with being closeted, but just, I think is really hard because, you know, what do you do, especially when you're someone as famous as Taylor? And it's not like, it's not like it's just, oh, her close friends and family, mom, dad, bestie, and her publicist that want to know. And then also like, you know, okay, you could maybe let, a certain tight knit of people know and then like well your fans you just lie to and you have a beard or you obfuscate the truth but like it's mid-range too it's like when you're a taylor swift and you're out at a party people are hitting on you left and right how do you turn them down i mean obviously she's not right you know you have the julian huff you have you know you have jake gyllenhaal which i actually got permission to share some tea so when you get to jake in the timeline if we get there you know this might have to be multiple episodes but um if we get there, when we get there, I am going to share why I'm so certain she was really with him. Um, For the listener, you haven't heard that yet, I don't think. But, like, there's just a lot. I'm rambling. Apologies for rambling. But I think carrying out a monogamous commitment, when you're that famous, you're that in demand, and it's a secret. So, you know, you have plans, but you can't explain the hundred people that are asking you you know, for social commitments and to hang out and to come spend time and to come promote this product and come take this comped vacation. I just think it's, it gets, it's hard to carry out a serious monogamous commitment when you're as closeted as Taylor is, which like if Taylor is queer, which I do think she is like, not that many people know about it. So you can't, there's not some understanding of like, well, if we invite Taylor, we've got to invite Liz too. And I, I just and think everyone it's else who's going to be, yeah, and everyone else is going to be there has got, we got to make sure that, that either they know the deal or they don't, they can't find out while everyone's like, there's a hundred people at this party or whatever. Another thing that I, I would say um, from, from my perspective, being older, is like, it's also, I can't imagine that if Taylor 
really did want to have a monogamous girlfriend at 16, 17, 18. Like not only is society and the industry at large, like pushing you into the closet for their own interests, but I could only imagine like her parents, other mentors being like, you're only 17. Like not saying this is a phase, but like this relationship isn't going to last like mm-hmm. Taylor, like, like it is very rare that someone ends up with their teenage sweetheart forever and ever. And amen. It does happen. It's like the same thing that my parents would tell me when I was 19. It's like, you're going to not going to date this guy after like your second semester of college, like calm down. Um, and they were always right. And yes, yeah. there are exceptions to every rule, but I can only imagine in, in Taylor's circumstance, another thing working against her was she entered fame so young like I feel like and it kind of kind of proves it reflects like I would I would consider Joe her first like really real long-term monogamous relationship that was at least in the public eye um because when you're with with someone for that long looking back when you're like gosh what was what was a year what was two years like I've been with my husband. We haven't been married this long, but we've been together for 12 years. And I'm like, I don't even remember like not being with him. Do you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Now yeah. I'm rambling. I'm a, I'm a No, well, listen, <laughs> we're, we're allowed to ramble here on the pod. It's been a while since we've talked. So, you know, we have to, but like, I think, I think let's bring it back to what you said about, there was probably a lot of pressure to Taylor to like monogamous commitment and to a woman to boot no no like you do what you need to do you have your fun you have your friends you you know you connect with those friends in whatever way you think is appropriate and they are, think is appropriate however you we're not doing monogamous this is my girlfriend i mean justin bieber had to hide his little girlfriend um mm-hmm. in the very beginning because they were yeah. like this is terrible for the brand you need to be a single little heartthrob so we can sell a billion dollars of perfume like and records so it's like there's that too and you know what's funny you are right taylor did get that feedback we know that from her music she was she love story uh betty uh, you know i'm all, i'm only 17 i don't know anything but i know i you know miss you um you know she has song after song about you know they they tell us this isn't a good idea you know while the streams you know we've just got to hide away i think taylor perhaps even chronically gets involved in non-monogamous flings with women perhaps more often than not when they have a boyfriend julian huff i have it on good authority you know allegedly you know but what i heard is that you know taylor was hooking up with her when julian had a boyfriend let's talk about miss carly Kloss. You know, I, where's the world at on Kaler? I feel like people are only getting more and more insane about it. But I, I remain Carly and Josh or have a real committed connection and have two children together. And that's just, I think you have to really start reaching to, to right. deny that. Right. Um, and let's talk about the music that came after Kaler. I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. The list of fairs, cruel summer. This is not monogamous, you know, girlfriend love story. This is. I'm so obsessed with fucking you and you're cheating on your boyfriend, but goddamn, aren't we having fun? I mean, that is literally illicit Ferris. That's illicit also affairs. literally like Ariana Grande's entire personality right now. She told us in the music too, break up with your girlfriend because I'm bored. And then everybody was like, oh, she's wants to be with the girlfriend. And it's like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. That's bad idea. <laughs> she does have some gay songs. Bad idea. Uh, we were talking about that in Discord earlier, but... <laughs> It's like, actually, I think she was literally saying, break up with your girlfriend. I'm bored. 
this will be fun for me. That's what I'm saying. What do I say? The truth always comes out in the music. It does. And I think again and again and again, in all sorts of different examples, you can see like they've been telling us who they are all along. And, you know, so what is the truth about Taylor's though? Um, Let's get into it. So we're going to breeze through the timeline, right? This is a revisiting episode. You guys probably already know the story, but if you couldn't get through the last episode because the audio was atrocious, can't blame you. They met in December of 2006. Liz kept going to see Taylor's shows and meeting Taylor in meet and greet lines. And when they would meet, Liz would say, I want to be a singer. And Taylor would say, sing for me. And Liz would sing for her. And, you know, they kind of just like, I think, at the, you know, love at first sight might be too strong a, a a way to say it but infatuation infatuation at first sight infatuated and in love in a gay way i yes yes i was just having such such strong feelings as i reviewed this material being like i don't know if they slept together i don't know if they were intimate i don't know if they were cognizant of the romantic love they were in, but they were in romance. They were in love. The way they just are so addicted to each other, the way they spend time together. So um, Liz keeps going to see Taylor perform. And like after six months after the first time they meet again, they're at the Orange County Fair in uh, Cosa Mesa in California. And Liz meets her in the meet and greet line again sings for her and taylor gives her some tips and they take a picture together um they pose with this guy who i think is another performer they pose all cutesy gosh gosh we got some tan white people in that picture yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way guys taylor's masterpost.tumblr.com and i will post some highlights on instagram as well but if you want everything we're looking at taylor's masterpost.tumblr.com just go through the post with us so um Taylor writes about Liz in her journals a lot. She said, Elizabeth Hewitt is on Carrie Ann's team on Dance War. She's been to a few of my shows. Whenever I'd talk to her in the meet and greet lines, she'd tell me how bad she wanted to be a singer and ask for advice. It sounds strange, but there was always something different about her that stuck out in my mind. I'm so proud of her, and I hope she gets everything she's dreaming of because she's a sweetheart. Carrie Ann and Bruno were so cool, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so these are in Taylor's, I think... um, myspace blogs or her website blog i don't know taylor has a bunch of blog posts that are out there that uh we used for the to make this timeline so taylor encourages liz to move to nashville if she wants to be a singer and liz actually does it which is like i just i love liz let me just say you know, we're always talking about our favorite characters. Obviously, Ashley, Ashley Avignone, you know, in the in the Gaylor cinematic universe is one of my faves. There's all sorts of, you know, Kimby Kloss, you know, is my least favorite. We have Liz is one of my faves. She's, she's my such favorite because she's my least. <laughs> Kim, listen, Kimby Kloss, I'll see you in hell. That's all I'm yeah. going to say. But also, Kimby, if you want to come on the pod. Keep spilling the tea, girl. We'd love Wait, to. What? I'd love to hear from you about some things can be let's have a talk so you know reach out to me on instagram i'm sure we'll have a great conversation so liz has a few trial shows where she's sort of trying out to be in the agency which is taylor's band and uh by february 10th 2009 liz has a performance with taylor and they do you belong with me at the san antonio rodeo among other songs and they do a they do a bit they do a skit which taylor we know taylor loves a skit where they pretend to be liz plays the the other woman 
And, um, you know, Taylor does this sometimes where you have this sort of triangulation of desire, a jo- the Jolene effect, if you will, where um, Taylor pits, you know, these women that maybe she's actually interested in as her adversaries. So Liz plays the other woman a lot in some of these different skits. Um, she plays, you know, the the per- the girl she's having a bit of a cat fight with in better than revenge on the speak now tour and let's like you know think about carly being cast as knockout the boxer uh in the bad blood music video where you know they have this 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 big fight in the boxing ring um at the end of the music video so like ah, you know is there a little something there i don't know i do think they're in love <laughs> i do i i think they might not know it but i do think they're in love Ems, do you have any takes? How do you feel about Liz, you know, stalking Taylor to all her concerts, (laughs) singing for her in the meet and greet line, moving to Nashville and joining the band? What do you think so far? I think that, yes, there's definitely an infatuation um, or an in love, even if it's platonic obsession. Yeah, Um, they're very touchy feely. We have tons of pictures of them, you know, hugging, cuddling. What heads and laps heads and laps snoozing together napping together and at some points i'm pretty sure even sharing a bed so they're there there there's a lot of love there exactly the the brand of that love who's to say but there's a lot of love there um so taylor goes to london while liz is still sort of trying out for the band so liz doesn't go on that trip and while she's in london taylor posts the quote unquote i hope it's gonna make you notice vlog because i think that's the song in the vlog um and taylor is wearing the cardigan that it that becomes the the folklore cardigan is modern modeled after this cardigan and um you know there's there's some good crack about could cardigan actually be about liz you know what do you have to say about that my comment here is and i have thought this since the card the song cardigan came out and then the music video like with folklore and everybody was getting a cardigan and and people immediately pulled this vlog up um what i will say about this particular style and pattern this was everywhere in the early to mid 90s i mean i had you, you could walk into any gap and you could get this in a cardigan style i had the like v-neck pullover version um with these same i mean this is a classic like nautical look um and to have it resurface about 10 years later 10 ish years later like that's just kind of how fashion cycles so Mm -hmm. this was something that was really popular from like 94 to 96 like it makes sense that it would be coming back into the mainstream around this time um i I don't know if it developed meaning from this point on to the song Cardigan, but I, I don't, I don't think that the song Cardigan is about Liz. I don't, I don't think so either. I think, I think what we struggle with as Gaylers is that yes, Taylor loves a secret reference. Taylor loves a piece of piece. Taylor loves a piece of clothing or a, reference to a, a certain piece of media or you know with your wonderland uh sort of things or or whatever to pull back to hey who is the muse she, that is her thing we, we we talked about it every episode you guys you know y'all already know but um taylor also just loves a callback she loves a wink at 
I'm doing this now. And I did it once before. I wore this shirt once and yeah. I'm wearing it. She likes to reference herself. And she literally set, has a lyric that says, I come back stronger than a 90s trend. So she likes to do these these types of nods and winks. Yeah. So sometimes Taylor puts something in a song. I don't think to explicitly describe who the song is about or who. I think sometimes she just puts things in a song because, you know, they it, it was in a song before. Or I, I think, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I also because that specific style of cardigan is so ubiquitous with cardigans. It's like, and I can't speak for everyone, but like, I, I guarantee you a lot of people, if you said, Hey, draw, draw a sweater, draw a card, they probably would draw this because it, it's just such part of, I mean, I don't know. It, it's just your classic cardigan i i yeah i I, I think i yeah i mean there's there's that to say but it's like for example in the look what you made me do music video which is just self-referential like it it doesn't mean that look what you made me do for example the junior jewels shirt she's not putting that on because look what you made me do has something to do with you know the subject of you belong with me it's she's doing it because she's referencing her past eras and she's and of course that's very explicit in the music video but taylor's very nostalgic and i think she does things as for nods for swifties who have been with her for a long time and for swifties who pay attention and it works she puts the cardigan out everybody's wait i remember there was a vlog she was in london right like everybody goes so and let's say the other thing liz wasn't even in that vlog taylor's in london liz is back in the states she hasn't fully joined the band yet However, whatever is going on. So Taylor is in London, um, you know, a little before March of 2009, March, March 11, 2009, Liz is at Austin's 17th birthday party. So I think Liz just really wormed her way into the Swift's heart. She seems to be very, very close to Andrea as well. And it's really sweet. They're really close. So obviously she's getting personal invites to Austin's birthday party. Not even like Taylor's birthday party, but like one of Taylor's family members. Like I can see agency members, band members, like, yeah, everybody gets invited to Taylor's party. They all know her, but like, they don't know Austin, you know, he's just some kid. So at the end of the month, March 30th, 2009, Taylor is auditioning dancers for the Fearless Tour and Liz sits right next to Taylor in between Andrea and Taylor so Liz's opinion you know is very important to Taylor and she wants her right next to her and that's sweet right and jump in if you have any thoughts no I mean up 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 through up through this part in the master post I'm just like yeah I that would be me and my my bestie yeah they fell for each other who knows the nature but they're 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 attached at the hip Liz is already being invited to family functions and and sitting next to Taylor at important events. And um, right now I'm like, yeah, they're dating. Sure. Why not? They could be. And it's easy. It's easy when you have, even at this time, right. With, with the fearless success of like, it's, it's easy when you have so much access or even you're affluent of like, Oh, Hey Liz, like, are you free? Like jump on this plane and come to Austin's birthday party. And like, I, I can also speak to my own experiences. I mean, my best friend, she lived at my house every weekend. She wore all my clothes. If my family was having a vacation, I'd say, Hey, can we fly her out? And I was like, Hey, jump on this plane. Um, 
meet us here. We're still like that. Counter to that, that is how, that is the treatments all my girlfriends get. So like Gabby's already been on family trips with us. Like, so, I mean, you know, sure. I think that's normal straight girl behavior, but it's not, not girlfriend behavior. You know No, exactly. There's very much a platonic romance and then also like a romance, a romantic romance. (laughs) There, there is. And that is, as I was re-consuming the Taylor's content, I was like, they're in love. I just don't know if it's platonic or not. Right. And and, and that's just not unheard of between women and also some men as well. Like, you know, you know, certainly there's bros that are, you know, doting of each other. So by April 12th, 2009, Liz has officially joined the band. Um, Taylor writes in a blog on the band side, we've added another backup singer. Her name is Liz and she's precious and amazing. You might have seen her (laughs) perform with us on Leno. That was her first TV gig with us. And, you know, she's, she's talking about Liz. Um, she says some other guy joins the band. He and Liz are part of the family now, and I can't wait for you to see what they can do. They've joined the agency. So now it's Grant, Paul, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And the fearless tour starts just after this on April 23rd, 2009. And Liz is now officially Taylor's backup singer. <laughs> Kelly Pickler is the opener for the tour. And now here's where it gets interesting. So like, there's this concept that we we thrown around and we threw around in the last episode where we talked about Taylor's, but like of the lost years. So like Gaylers are so sure. Tamley, Diana, Carly. Those are the only three. That's blah, 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 right? But that's very silly. I mean, you guys know I'm a Taylor's skeptic, but we don't have to, you know, we don't have to take that to court right now. But there's all these years where Taylor is spending a lot of flirty, fun time with Liz, Kelly Pickler, Jillian Huff, and also um, Claire Calloway. Is that her, the dancer's name, Claire Calloway? Now, I am going to go ahead and debunk Claire. I lived in the city she was born in for a little while and, like, talked to people she went to high school with. And, like, there's no, Claire had boyfriends. Like, ah, listen, anybody could have made out on tour you know, I'll make that argument for just about any woman that spends more than 25 minutes with Taylor. Like who wouldn't want to kiss her? But like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to veto Claire, but the others, you know, who knows? These are the lost years. And, you know, to me, Liz and Julian Huff have the most behind them, but we get an, an interesting post May 7th, 2009 fearless tours in London and Taylor makes a MySpace post where she says, you know, she's been woken up by, her roommate's alarm and she says you know this alarm it's on her phone and it's so annoying it rings 400 million times and uh it's waking her up and it uh is supposed to be liz that is sharing with the the room with her it says your roommate backup singer is leaving london this morning so her wake-up call is 5 30 a.m blah 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 uh back when we got this information I talked to a couple different people who said, yeah, I mean, usually when a, an act like Taylor Swift tours, uh, ha, you know, they are afforded their own room, but I think we can all agree Taylor's a girl's girl and like, yeah, maybe it's a little sus that Liz is sleeping in a room with her, but wasn't she also like, she's still a teenager, right? Yeah. At oh this yeah. Time. She's 19, maybe 20, but like, it's, I feel like it's just sleepover vibes, you know, maybe she doesn't want to be alone. Hey, anything's possible, but I would also assume that is especially even up into this time, she's probably sharing a room with her mom, right? Mm-hmm. If anyone, and so well, maybe Liz, she, as far as we can tell, no, I know. So maybe she's like, well, now I've got this like bestie, like right. you can take a night off mom. 
Like, yeah, like I haven't sleepover vibes. We don't know if they had two queens or you know one king size, but like, there's nothing. It's 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 interesting that they shared the the room on tour, but at the end of the day, like, if it was some certain artist, I'd be like, well, that's kind of gay. Not with Taylor though. Taylor loves a sleepover. Taylor's such a girl's girl. Like, it's, it's like if this was a story about like Beyonce, I'd be like, yeah, mm. be like, mm, why is she keeping her? I mean, and, and I'm talking like pre pre Jay Z. I'm just like Taylor. Taylor has never, and maybe she's just really good at the bit. I don't know, but she's never struck me as a super mature, independent, like not when it comes to this kind of stuff. Like she's still like her mom is still with there right beside her. That just takes a certain type of gal, in my opinion. I think Taylor, like, I don't want to diagnose her, but like, I can see so much like ADHD, rejection, sensitivity, dysphoria, like. I don't want to call her borderline person. I just, but like certainly attachment. She's, she's anxiously attached. And I think Taylor is one of those people who gets like what they call in like borderline lingo, like a special person, like certain type people with different walks in life and different variations of like neurodivergence or however you want to put it can like get very attached to like one person and, and you fall fast and like you get obsessed with each other and like, a little codependence. I'm not giving Taylor any diagnosis or anything, but I think she, I think she dabbles in anxious attachment. She dabbles in codependence issues, and I, I would agree. And also, if, if that is the case, it it makes sense that she would come by that very honestly, given that she's been in this industry since she was like 14, 15 years old. Mm-hmm. That I, I I can only imagine things that were probably like don't ever leave her alone you know don't ever you know things that she's probably overheard where she's like terrified to be be away from her mom or like you need to be with her every step of the way don't let her go anywhere alone with anybody um that I mean and we just all the stuff that we've covered on your pod talking about like Taylor's actually music labels like worst nightmare because she is never alone her mom or dad is always there um she's not easily manipulated or swayed or taken advantage of and i i can guarantee you if she wasn't the talent that she is i don't think a lot of executives and such would would have would have even put up with it because i'm like oh it's too that's too hard like it's not it's not easy prey um like some other people that we've talked about and and so that could also if she was already going to be anxiously attached just by birth that like add this on top of it, like, forget it. Not so much anymore, but pretty much up until reputation and even some scenes in Miss Americana, like Taylor's very childlike. And again, maybe she's just really good at the bit, but um, I do think everything you're saying tracks. Yeah. I think I just, it's like they say, if you get, you get stuck at the age you're, you get famous at what 16 year old doesn't want a, a traveling slumber party with their best friend. So Liz and Taylor sharing a room on tour. What does it mean? We don't know. It's interesting. Make it make it out what you want to be. I think you can make a really strong case that like Taylor just wanted sleepover vibes and it doesn't mean they were being involved. But that said, who's to say? Who knows? <laughs> okay. May 8th, 2009, we get one of the gayest <laughs> Taylor's moments, in my opinion. Taylor posts a vlog. It is the whisper, hello, I miss you quite terribly. I listened to that song today, Here in Your Arms by Hello Goodbye. <sighs> what a fucking 2009 bop oh my god i can i walked i was getting my steps in walking around brighton 
Ugh, what a nice time. And in this vlog, there is a section where it says, I like where you sleep when you sleep next to me. And it shows Liz sleeping. Now, there's this whole thing. I think Liz was chronically sleep deprived on this tour or perhaps chronically jet lagged. And because there's all these different videos of her sleeping and there's like, she sleeps on Andrea's shoulder at different times. But I just think it's like, I like when you sleep, when you sleep next to me and there's Liz. This is where I like split out of like straight girl bestie into like, eh, because for everything I've said on this episode so far about my best friend, I wouldn't, it would never occur to me to do that. Now, again, Taylor, again, she's, she's much more, um, She's romantic. Just a sweeter person than I have ever been. <laughs> well, sweet, but I she's mean, expressive you know, about it in a way that you might not be. But again, the, this exact point in the master post is where I'm like, eh, okay, this now we're now we're steering more into like not platonic, but romance. It feels like. Yeah. So Taylor basically in these vlogs, like they're hers, they're her direction. And at least I think they are. They seem to be expressive of her thoughts and, and feelings and it's this love song and like i like when you sleep when you sleep next to me is the lyric and there's liz and it's just i don't know the, it's you know it's also like this sort of tender love song it you need go listen to here in your arms by hello goodbye it's you know our lips can touch our cheeks can brush our lips can touch here it's a bit it's sort of secretive it's sort of hidden so interesting song Make of it what you will, though. In the vlog, however, Taylor wears a key necklace and a shirt with a circle on it. Now, I will say, I think it's like a half circle or like 75% of a circle. I think when you watch the vlog, it's like not a full circle. But in the I Knew You Were Trouble music video, what does Taylor wear but a key necklace and a white shirt with a black circle on it? It's very similar looking. So, you know. Yeah, and I, I, think, I think by this point in her career, she's... I mean, everyone around her, and I'm talking like her her team, um, they have a pulse on the situation. They they see where this is going, you know, like they they understand the trajectory uh, and the potential that her career has. So, and this is where I think Taylor really starts to get clever with the the Easter eggs and the and the references. Like if that shirt wasn't a full circle in the vlog, but she wanted to call back to it, doing what she did by making it's like she knows what that means. And Liz knows what that means, you know, probably. Um, and we're sitting here talking about it. So I just think it's like, you don't want to be too obvious, but going to do something about it. Let me say, however, I believe in the timeline we're, we're on, we're on Martin Johnson's on the radar, at least somewhat. And being because... very much hidden, hidden from, a, from the public. Yeah, and if you want to associate I Knew Your Trouble with anyone, Martin's kind of one of my favorite muses for it. And um, is it possible he was on, on somewhere hiding away, you know, wherever they are? Or is uh, it possible that that's a shirt she wore a lot and wore, wore it with him? Wore it around him and was wearing that necklace and shirt combo at different times. So, you know, let's remain skeptical. But Liz is in this vlog talking to Taylor. Uh, you can see it. And Taylor has the necklace on and Taylor has the shirt on. So that's interesting. Here's some other interesting stuff. On May 16, 2009, the Fearless Tour goes to Portland, Oregon at a venue called the Rose Garden. And Taylor and the agency cover uh, Tom Petty's American Girl. Now, Liz's favorite thing in the world is Tom Petty. She puts it, you know, all over her social media. And she even mentions him in one of her songs. 
But uh, so is it possible that the cover was a romantic gesture for Liz? Maybe, you know, that they got to do that. Sparks Fly, which ends up being on Speak Now, has the secret message, Portland, Oregon. So, like, when has Taylor gone to Portland, Oregon, and so on and so forth? Now, the original Sparks Fly is about Jake Owen. Is that his name? He had brown eyes. Get me with those brown eyes, baby, is the original lyric. And when Sparks Fly shows up on Speak Now, it's green eyes with a Portland, Oregon liner note. Does that go back to Liz somehow? Eh, you know, who knows? But also chose the Rose Garden over Madison Square. It seems is, you know, kind of referenced in the lucky one. And then, of course, the Rose Garden is the name is is uh shows up in a sign in the wildest dream music video so like we're all over the place is taylor just referencing herself because she likes to rose garden is in a lyric on the red album so in a music video on 1989 she shows that throws that up on a sign does it mean anything to do with who the muse is or who what what this is about i don't think so i think taylor just likes to reference herself but it's there um and taylor's writing in her myspace you know journals oh liz and i are walking in the hotel uh hotel lobby after returning from dinner it's quiet serene beautiful hotel lobby and we're walking and then her dad shows up and embarrasses her so liz is getting mentioned to these journal entries as you know it's whatever they're on tour together so of course they are in june of 2009 taylor and kelly pickler are doing an interview and kelly is telling taylor get over it he's bad news she's saying you're talking to some guy and it's not you know, it's it's bad news. I think this is Martin Johnson. So again, that lines up with that shirt and key necklace. But could they be talking in code about Liz? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think if Taylor was was Liz, was with Liz, Kelly Pickler didn't know about it. You know what I or mean? Or if she did, she wouldn't have probably said anything about it. Right. And not to like make sure to change the pronouns from she to he. Like I, um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's and it's. I got to put my 2009 hat back on, you know, like, you know, what's funny. Like, I know that pronoun changing is something that has to happen for like closeted people and stuff. I have done it once in my life. One time I talked about my girlfriend as though she was my boyfriend. It was when I was, I went to um, college orientation and I was closeted there because it was like, you know, big, it's a big conservative school in the South. I mean, it wasn't, the most conservative thing in the world but like it, it's just in the south so it was conservative enough and um yeah I told a story and I I said oh my boyfriend and I said he and it made me actually want to jump off a building like I can't do it so if I'm interested in not letting someone know that I'm you know with a woman I'll say my partner or I'll say they and you know it's it's enough People don't really bother asking about it if they don't want to know. Uh, in different work situations, I've said they. And, well, I know in Taylor's case, like, yeah, she's got to change pronouns on probably some songs sometimes. And, like, yeah, you know, I, I kind of, I have trouble seeing her and Kelly Pickler talking in code about Liz in that way. I just don't see it. So I'm going on and on. I don't see it. You don't see it. Let's move on. Um, I think they're talking about Martin Johnson here. And of course, Swifties would all say they're talking about John Mayer, but okay. At the end of July, Taylor and Taylor Lautner start up. So that's some nonsense that I don't <laughs> even think is like we're talking about, but T Taylor and Liz remain being papped together, uh, working together. You know, she's spending time with the band. 
There is this cute August 27th, 2009, Taylor gets a dinner with the agency and her and Liz. I will say Taylor and Liz in these photos look like Liz and Julian Huff a few months later in these photos. So I'm going to post this. This will definitely be on the Instagram post that I make. You mean Taylor and Julian Huff? Yeah, they look the same. Like these okay. linked arms, they're looking good. They're obviously out to a nice dinner. Like it, they look good. They look, there's a vibe there. I'm liking the vibe, but you know, the other, but that's just a vibe. So I can't really say much more than that. But Liz looks like such a girl on her arm. I can't explain it. Just go look at the photo. Y'all see what I'm talking about. It'll be on the Instagram. And then Liz gets sick. And Taylor makes the most ridiculous blog post about it. She says, Liz, my backup singer, was sick this weekend. She had a stuffy nose and a sore throat. And those two things are my new nightmares. If I get either of those two things, let's be dramatic right now, everything would be, like, ruined. Ah, uh, well, not really. But you get the point. Getting sick when you play a two-hour show every night is really inconvenient. So basically... We quarantined Liz. I didn't see her much this weekend except for on stage. It was so sad. Caitlin and I had to get ready in our three-person dressing room, and there was one sad little empty chair. Tonight I wrote Liz an I Miss You card. It had a picture of a kitten making a sad face on the front. I feel like kitten cards make everything better. I'm so sorry you're infected. Come back. I miss you. And then I put craisins in her card. Just loose craisins in the card. If you don't know what craisins are, they're dried cranberry raisins that basically are the most awesome thing ever. So hopefully the combination of kittens and craisins will bring Liz back to perfect health. So like, this is a whole lot of insanity and nonsense. And like, say what you want about Taylor Swift, but she was such a girl. She was so herself. This sounded like every slightly, you know, awkward high school girl that I went to school with like this was how we all were acting when we thought we were so cool but really we were the world's biggest losers but in a way like Taylor is just she is (laughs) she is a real person yeah like yes yes um absolutely you know this is all silly behavior but it's also very sweet uh but am I do I think it's super romantic Eh, not really but it's just, it's just, it's like more dorky than anything. So then we get to the Julia, the Huffler segment of this timeline and Taylor's still hanging out with Liz a bit during this, but like we talked about this in depth on the Patreon and we have a Huffler episode on the main pod. So like, you know, it's been, it's been revisited and visited multiple times, but um, I don't know that there's anything much to say about that, except I have it on good authority that allegedly taylor and julian were hooking up i believe it they're acting like they were i don't think to me this alone debunks some monogamous taylor's connection because liz and taylor are still hanging out and acting normal during this time i i also like going through this and taylor's getting more and more famous like literally by the day during this time period i remember when these katie perry birthday party pictures like hit hit the hit the tab tabloids or the, the blogs or whatever. Um, I didn't have a clue who Liz Hewitt was, you know, I didn't, I didn't, the only thing I really knew about Taylor was the, you know, you belong with me music video. And um, it, it's just, it's, it's also interesting things that kept striking me during this, like off on off on um, with Liz and Taylor is like, well, was somebody maybe getting jealous because they weren't having the same success also, mm. I'm not P1 priority. 
anymore because you're making new new famous best friends like Katy Perry and Julian Huff and I wasn't invited to that party like that's also some real like straight girl behavior and now anyone can be jealous and catty but I'm just like there there is there is a there is a hierarchy of like you're like my best best most important friend um and then everyone else comes after and if you feel demoted in that hierarchy in any way like things get really heated. Yeah. And I think like the fact it's like, well, Taylor's getting invites to Katy Perry's birthday party. And guess what? So is Julian Huff. Julian Huff is famous as well in her own right. Liz Hewitt's not getting the invite. Like I'm sure she could have been dragged along, but you know, Taylor's out with Julianne. So the sort of the, the notion we're talking about at the top of the episode where it's like, it's hard to be in a monogamous committed connection when you're closeted because awkward things like this would happen where like, you know, this one hot girl that your your partner's like friends with gets invited to the party and like, well, she's probably going to hang out with her and she might spend a little quality time with Miss Julianne Huff. Like, and Julianne's getting the invites. And since they don't, they think Liz is just the quirky bestie backup singer and like, she's not getting the invite. So like, if you're trying to be monogamous, it's just not going to work. So, you know, I think that's a good example of like, if people don't, if society doesn't see you as partners, they're not going to treat you as partners. And that's going to make your life a lot harder to be monogamous partners because society isn't set up to treat you that way. Hollywood is not set up to support monogamy. And then you make it secret gay monogamy. No way. Forget about it. So that's at the end of October, 2009. We're getting Taylor and Taylor Lautner nonsense. And then a really fun Gaylor thing happens. We get the roomies sketch from SNL. Now it might not air, but that's when they, um, filmed it it aired on november 7th 2009 the roomie sketch if you guys haven't seen it uh, i'll throw some of it up on the the instagram but surely you have i'll put it on the blog like whatever but it's also in this timeline so if you're following along you can watch it there but uh it's really homoerotic it's it's gay i won't go on and on about it but i want to talk about this crack from after ellen was a website they did a review of it and it's a lesbian forum chat uh and they they said they talked about it and they said this is fucking gay she's all over her best friend in the sketch it's it's you know and um i want to see i want to read this comment so this is from the l chat looking back on this this sketch like the the sort of um social media forum chit chat that came after the roomie sketch because the original posts about it are all deleted but someone said taylor swift's name started getting mentioned around here around here being the l chat this is some review from the l chat in 09 when she did the subtext heavy roommate skit on snl and an after ellen commenter said her cousin went to hendersonville high uh with t swizzle and she was known as a pillow princess but the it, the interesting thing about the Rumi sketch is it started a lot of Taylor's gay rumors. It got people talking. People picked up on it online and started to gossip about it. Okay, what do we have next in the timeline? Yeah, after Julianne Huff, we, we jumped to November 2009 where Taylor and Liz are um, happed in, out in London. Yeah, and this actually isn't even at the, the end of Julianne Huff because Julianne and Taylor hang out a few more times and she's still being like seen with with Liz and everything seems to be normal. So like if Taylor and Liz were ever hooking up, Liz didn't mind Julian Huff's presence in Taylor's life. 
whatever that means or or was was did at the time but now now she's she's been promoted back to p1 priority mm-hmm. uh on taylor's arm in london so she's like well i'm in the number one spot right now so yeah who cares so, you know they're back out in london i assume yeah for the fearless tour and um then in december 2009 taylor squared breaks up whatever that means and emma stone is on the scene uh just after this so we love to see that we have when emma falls in love now which fully convinced me taylor was fully obsessed with and in love with emma stone how cognizant was she of this i don't know but like she was also besotted and obsessed with her so like that the emma of it all comes in anybody trying to say like taylor's is taylor's girlfriend no no, that's not what's going on. Like Taylor's in love with six different women at this point <laughs> and probably Martin Johnson. So like, let's chill on that. Right. Um, but let's see. Um, on December 13, 2009, it's Taylor's 20th birthday. And this is interesting. Taylor's backup dancer, Brandon, comes out at her birthday party he somebody's writing about him his name's brandon stansell and they say the first time stansell came out publicly was at taylor swift's birthday party at 10 years ago i was dancing on taylor swift's fearless tour um says stansell 33 he was also juggling his studies as a senior at the conservative belmont college it is not that conservative is it belmont's like an art school all the fucking gay weirdos i know go to belmont shout out I just, well, yeah, shout out. And I, when, if you say conservative, like the first thing that jumps in my mind is like BYU. Yeah. Or like Liberty, like, yeah, yeah Belmont's yeah. might, I think might be a Christian school and it is in Nashville, but like, there's a lot of fucking gay dancers at Belmont. Let me just say that. <laughs> he wasn't out at Belmont and he wasn't out to his conservative parents, but he found a support system for the first time. I had queer friends in my life and I had a boyfriend. So the first queer friends he had in his life was around Taylor's tour and Taylor's and I'm actually really happy to read this I don't think I'd noticed this maybe the first time I researched Taylor is but like it does show that Taylor maybe wasn't out tweeting like gay support or like really putting it out there but like her employees knew she was good to gay people right they knew where she stood yeah that's yeah. nice that's just a nice little aside um and liz tweets happy birthday to taylor she says happy birthday girl i love you so much and the past year has been unforgettable all thanks to you let me say another thing you know how sometimes i start talking about it can't be a secret relationship if you're all over each other in public and tweeting at each other i love you all the time and you know after this we get uh december 24 2009 we got taylor and julian huff in a walmart how romantic i love the days of just seeing photos of like when taylor could be more like a normal it's so refreshing to see this i mean it's like you know it's before social media well the way that we understand it today i don't know it's just i don't know i I like it yeah it's it's nice to see taylor being a little more normal you know hanging out in walmart um so Liz tweets some suspicious things, not on January 2nd. She tweets a John Mayer lyric, whatever that means. The lyric is drop his name, push it in and twist the knife again. No one really ever wins in heartbreak warfare. And then, but four days later, she tweets, uh, she congratulates Taylor about something, some performance she probably had. She says, Taylor Swift, you rocked it today, girl girl spelled g-u-r-l i love confetti so much i missed our family oh the, the point i want to make when you're tweeting i love you 
so much at some point it's like this isn't how you would act if you had a big fat secret if you were sleeping together and trying to hide it like I do who's to say it's 100%, true but I do believe sometimes if it gets too loud it's it's the Laradox the more you play into it sure if it's like a little wink here and there oh okay something's there if it's uh my first crush was Louis Tomlinson and I'd marry you, Harry. And I want to date, you know, uh, just like explicitly just saying on interviews, like I'm gay for you, bro. And then laughing a lot. Okay. And then that's not like, that's not how closeted relationships act. You know, you're a little more modest about your feelings yeah. for each other. You're a little quieter about it. So the louder people get and the more, obnoxious it is the more i start to say well you're not hiding anything you're just having fun so yeah i think that applies to taylor's a little bit they were very touchy and you know what i like to compare it to is swift Gron. there's not a single picture of those girls touching each other you know and there's not there was no tweets except for diana's date me which and the one four three remember those days like that's not even explicit that wasn't like at taylor swift though you know what i mean like where let me ask you we've been going for a little while we'll go for a little while longer but you know we're not quite halfway through but we're not going to cover every point of this because it is just a revisiting episode but like at the top of this timeline i was like oh they're fucking in love they're totally gay together and now that we've we've had julian huff come through and we've we're you know having some different content happening like i'm kind of like hmm as much as I like a few moments of Tay Liz and as much as I do think Liz is queer and like, I'm not buying it right now. Where are you at on it right now in the timeline? I'm, I'm, I'm not buying it fully. And, and the two, the two little notes that I took, which is like, well, that, that speaks volumes of what, like the, the, I knew you were trouble music video and the t-shirt and the key and the port, like I wasn't thinking until you reminded me it's like oh this could also be martin johnson yeah. shit and and um and i don't mean shit in a bad way i just like no, yeah. i i i looking back through this looking at the pictures i get a, a like a my spidey sense is tingling a lot more when i see julianne and taylor than when i see liz and taylor i i feel like liz and taylor maybe more had a like infatuation obsessive almost like codependent like type of friendship again and I keep talking about the like rankings of like where you're placing people mentally as your friendship and it's like your validation like it validates you to like I want to like if I'm Liz right for example, I want to be Taylor's favorite friend. That's what validates me. I want to know that like, I'm her favorite. I'm her number one. I'm her ride or die. Um, and, and so it, I kind of, I kind of get that sense that like when they're together, Liz is like reassured in her placement and <laughs> in, in where she sits in Taylor's life um, as her friend, as Taylor's getting more and more successful. Um, and I do think that that theory kind of lends itself to shake out as they do have some falling outs and Liz does start to struggle more like interpersonally with, with you know that that kind of makes more sense to me at the moment 
Yeah. And you know, I'm kind of with you on that. And like, we're about to have some, some gay nonsense, but then it's really, it's going to end because Liz is going to get a boyfriend, but let's have a little gay nonsense first. So um, yeah, let's, let's end on that. <laughs> yeah. Well, in February of 2010, um, Liz and, and Taylor are off to, um, well, first they go to the Grammys and this is Taylor's big night. She wins album of the year for fearless and lots of other Grammys, but sadly she also performs Rihanna with Stevie Nicks and she is widely panned for this performance. If I'm using that phrase correctly, everybody says her voice sounds like shit. It's, it's a rough performance. Bless her heart. Imagine the pressure being on the Grammys and you've got your idol, your hero. I mean, Stevie Nicks is every singer songwriter's hero. Like, I don't care if, you know, that's official yeah. or not. That's, that's true. And, and you, you have a weaker performance. That's so tough. Um, but one thing that's interesting that happens is Taylor ends up with a moon necklace um, from Stevie. Stevie, when she like meets people and has connections with people, she gives, she gifts a moon necklace and Taylor wears it a little bit. And then Liz starts wearing it. So you're talking about shared jewelry, you know, we like our little, you know, our Tilly Nation. We love a little Victoria's Secret angel ring, unless, you know, somehow Carly's, it's Carly's ring or represents Carly, maybe. Fair enough. Taylor's just been around too many Victoria's Secret models for me <laughs> to keep track anymore, right? But Do we um, know if it's the exact, like, it is the same necklace? Do, I, be- like, I believe it is the moon necklace. Like, Taylor stops wearing it and Liz starts wearing it. Well, that, I mean, that's- It's that's possible a- they both got one or or Stevie gave them out to all her, said, oh, take some for your backup singers, too. I'm sure the girls would want them. Like, sure. But Maybe, it seems but like I, Liz is wearing Taylor's. Yeah, I mean, that that's probably what happened. So, yeah, that is- um, that is interesting that because I would think that that would be a very special artifact, yeah. right? Um, to let, you know, your friend wear it. The only thing I can think is that like Taylor started sort of associated the necklace with like bad times because she did so poorly in the performance and said, you um, know, this is a little tainted for me, but you love Stevie. You're a special friend to me. You have it. But no, that's, I mean, that's a really good point. Like that's a, another, it's an interesting perspective of like, if Taylor felt some type of way about the performance and then the necklace just brought back uh, a bad memory, like, yeah. or a feeling of embarrassment um, that maybe she would gift it to a friend. Cause it's still special, but maybe it's meaning had changed for Taylor after yeah. that. I don't know. Um, So whatever that means who knows but it is what it is february 13th 2010 taylor writes in the lover diaries about how her horoscope says she's going to meet someone it says my horoscope said today someone new is going to come into the picture and change my life in an exciting way plus it's the 13th so it has to be true right right she says i don't see it happening in the form of meeting someone maybe i'll get an email or a call oh my god she wants emma stone to email her so bad <laughs> she wants emma stone to email her so bad um from someone maybe i'll get an email or a call from someone fantastic and life-changing or maybe i won't that's more likely then taylor and liz are decide to be each other's valentines because they're so single and they don't have boyfriends and there's a lot of talk we're so single but we're each other's valentines so like whatever that means um and 
the one thing they do is they go see Taylor's movie Valentine's Day and she takes Liz as her date to the premiere and it's giving, you know, Taylor and Diana going to see what was that movie? Hunger Games. The Hunger so Games. um that's cute, I guess. But there's a lot of talk about I'm single and my horoscope says someone new's coming and I don't it just doesn't, you know, whatever's going on here, it's Taylor's is not the answer. The romantic Taylor's is not the answer to me. So like um Taylor uh does a photo blog on February 22nd, so a few days later, and she titles it Just Got Back From Some Cool Places, and she talks about Liz and posts some photos from Australia and Japan. She says, I met Liz in a meet-and-greet line a few years ago. Now she's my back backup singer, and we have fun. And she posts some really cute pictures. Um, I'll throw these up on the Instagram. Love to see it. And she, Taylor also mentions Tokyo was my Valentine, further proving she considers herself single. Um, she said, I saw these fabric flowers in a store and thought that's so incredibly lovely. It's, but it was Valentine's day. Tokyo was my Valentine. So like, I don't think that's untrue. Like I think Taylor's just single. And, uh, in the vlog that goes up from around this time, like I said, Taylor is, you know, whining about how she's single a lot. And she tells Liz happy Valentine's day. And it's also in this vlog, Liz is seen wearing the moon necklace that Taylor was papped wearing earlier. Um, the Stevie Nicks necklace. That is really intense if that is the case. So let's talk about Liz getting a boyfriend. And I feel like there is more that happens. Liz has been at Era's tour. We might talk about that for a minute, but I might, I might, we might talk about Liz getting a boyfriend. Like whatever Tay Liz was happening at this point, we're not talking a monogamous girlfriend relationship. Uh, like they are talking about how single they are and seemingly considering them single and liz starts pursuing this guy named jason he's a photo he's a photographer for touring acts in nashville um but at one point he was a struggling musician in nashville and liz was super into him um you, we have all these tweets liz is tweeting at him very flirtatiously um and they start dating and i don't know that we have a ton of details on it and I don't know. I'm trying to read this through this a little more. What do you think about Liz and Jason? Is Liz on the Fearless tour with Taylor at the same time? I'm not sure that the Fearless tour is touring right now. Okay. They were in, in Japan and Australia, but I don't know. I think they might have some time off right now. Okay. Yeah. Cause right. Cause in the, in this, in this master post, it says March 4th Fearless in Tampa. So maybe they had a little, a little break, but I, March 2010th, October. I mean, I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like that's very normal 20, young 20 something yeah. behavior. Yeah. So, yeah. um, the, but they, you know, these kids are spending time together and they seem to be obviously dating as you do. And, you know, I don't think Jason is a beard or anything. And I don't, like I don't, that. yeah. Well, what he, no, if anybody, if anybody was going to need a beard at this time in this hypothetical, like it would be Taylor. Just Taylor. Um, and if Taylor was feeling jilted because Liz had a boyfriend, she wouldn't have tweeted at her in April saying like, Hey, we're getting Jimmy John sandwiches after the show. What do you want? Oh, I'm not going to eat like says Liz. And so, and Taylor replies, so ham and cheese, like she's making a like, we know each other so well kind of joke and it seems in pretty good spirits and then in 
later on that month, they're shopping together, Taylor and Liz. So doesn't seem like there's any hard feelings over Jason. Right. So there's also a vlog from around this time. Uh, well, no, sorry. It's the Journey to Fearless documentary. Taylor and Liz, part of it. Um, is So it's around from this time. It's from around this time. Taylor and Liz bake a cake for a guy that Liz wants to be her boyfriend. It's probably Jason. And um, Taylor seems happy and supportive in the vlog. There's no weird vibes. So, you know, I'm not worried about that. But at the same time, Liz and Caitlin get to be Taylor's dates to the Time 100 Most Influential People Gala. Liz has a little suit jacket on, I will say. I think she has, like, a skirt and a blazer on. So, like, if you, listen, for the I Can See You Truthers, Liz likes a suit jacket. Now, does she have a tie on? No, I've never seen a picture of Liz in a tie, but it doesn't mean she didn't have one on sometimes. Well, um, we were, we, we, we were, if you were, if you were of a going out age in 2010, we were all doing indeed. a little business cash. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> On May 17th, Liz and Jason go to a Grace Potter show, um, and Liz has a birthday party. Taylor goes on May 27th. So, like, Liz is spending time with Jason, but Taylor's still very much in her life. So this is the kind of stuff where I'm like, come on, like... You want to talk about Carly Claus? I'll talk about Carly Claus all day long, you know, being Taylor, you know, attached to Taylor's hip. And and then but when Joe comes on the scene, you know, Carly disappears or Lily, whoever you want to say. But like you want to talk about Diana Agron, it's like Carly shows up and then all of a sudden Diana's tweeting 143, my broken heart. Remember these days like, OK, like but there's no obvious and of course, those things could be coincidences. But like with Liz and Taylor, it's just whatever they had going on you know whatever truth or dare make out session you could convince (laughs) me happened i don't think it was deep does does liz exit as diana enters the 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 picture yeah a bit but what happens is liz just doesn't get invited back on the red tour and there's a bit of gossip and tea on reddit that basically said you know taylor still you know Taylor and Liz were still friendly and whatever, but like Liz was partying and drinking too much on tour. So they didn't invite her. Back. Yeah. I've read. Yeah. I, re- I read through that. And it's again, from the, the, the straight platonic perspective of besties is like, it's also really hard when your best friend makes another new best friend that like, doesn't like, like, so for example, Diana coming in and Taylor being like obsessed and smitten with her, even if it was just plutonic, there's still going to be feelings of jealousy. And again, being demoted in the pecking order. Um, and then actually getting demoted off. And then, of uh, yeah. And then, and then losing your literal job. Um, it, I mean, I've had that, you know, I've had that happen to me too, where like, you know, my best friend, she got close and made another new best friend. It, looking back on it as a fully formed adult, it's like, well, you can have more than one best friend. Like, you know, your best friend can be someone else's best friend, but that doesn't mean that she's still not your, but anyway, we, we get it. Um, so it's just interesting. It is interesting that as Liz is having issues and fading out, like in comes Diana, but maybe that was going to happen anyway. Yeah. So, um, it is what it is but this isn't you know you guys know i like to see it say i i know it when i see it 
it's sometimes it's hard to put into words, but when I see, you know, the timeline of Sufran and the way Diana comes in and out of Taylor's life and the things that are happening on social media and the things that are happening in Taylor's lyrics, and I'm just like, yes. Like, I don't actually know what happened, but gosh, do I like this theory. I'm not seeing a lot of that right now. Do I like that, like, Taylor probably gave Liz her Stevie Nicks necklace? Does that seem romantic? Yes, I mean, I like it. But, like, in the big picture, with who Liz has got coming in and her in and out of her life and the way Liz is dating this guy and wanting to bake him a cake and Taylor's all for it. And sure. You could say that's all fake. You could say they, they staged that and Liz didn't really like Jason and you know, Taylor and her were doing that just to, to hide their secret lesbian relationship. But like, yes. And like, I'm not trying to argue with like you specifically, but like hide it from who. Right. I just, I don't see it either. Like not Taylor wasn't, as famous then as she is now like what would be the reason there would be no reason to i mean from from someone who has studied pop culture like i I should have a a medical license uh (laughs) that like when taylor and diana started hanging out diana was more famous than taylor like you may not think that if you were like diehard Taylor Swift fan that's been following hers from the very beginning but like from an outsider it's like no glee was the, the the hot shit and taylor was She's like, a country music star you know and and not even like i don't know like not i mean she, yeah, was, she fa- was you know she was famous but diana was extreme glee was just huge and you know i think i actually think their fame was somewhat comparable i don't even you know but like D- diana was huge and so you can see the arguments made for like let's get harry styles in here let's get but like you know this is really hush hush but and by the time red came because red came out like very quickly while taylor like while this kind of was all happening so it's like that's when taylor started getting on more radars Mm -hmm. you know like she started was kind of a pop crossover hybrid kind of thing um she had some more high high profile relationships and friendships that like people like me were starting to notice like it wasn't like Taylor Swift wasn't like such a genre I'm not going to call deep cut but you know like it was her fame was starting to evolve and so if we rewind right before that like yes I know Taylor had been on SNL um but I just like going back to what you're saying of like get Liz a beard and have Taylor Mm. play along like that just too much it's too much it it sort of fails like Occam's razor like it's too silly it's like if they were together they would have been in my opinion could be wrong but if they had been trying to hide a relationship um I think Taylor would have had a boyfriend and I think Liz and Taylor would have been really careful about what they said to each other in public and the way and how much they touched each other in public if I just basics right okay you girls are secret girlfriends as I'm sure like weird not weird just twitter gailers will be wanting to say and even are saying they're back together because liz went to era's tour a couple nights i who hasn't been I, just me literally everybody everybody's literally <laughs> i so i just like okay but you know if if you've got secret girlfriends i think taylor's publicist just says okay girls let's uh easy on the pda and uh taylor let's get you a high profile boyfriend and um yeah just be be uh quiet about your feelings for each other and they're not doing any of that they're just being normal best friends in my opinion 
in my opinion too, and to to just tack on to everything you just said, even if they were dating behind the scenes and Liz very much did want to date Jason, why wasn't Taylor upset? Why is Taylor not Xing her out immediately? Why is she helping bake cakes and still taking pictures and still being BFFs? Like, wouldn't that make you upset and mad and not want to be close to that person and only endure them because they're one of your backup singers and you have to? And Liz gets rehired a year after this, give or take, to be on the Speak Now tour. You're telling me they had this insane on and off relationship with boy you know julian huff coming into play and then leaving and then this jason character coming in and then leaving and of course jake gyllenhaal is going to come on the radar soon like i you know i just uh, it's too complicated for me it's too much you know things like diana okay it makes sense because you know taylor writes an entire album writes a bunch of love songs about falling in love with someone in this really soft and they've got green eyes and it works. You guys know exactly what I'm going to say. The timeline works. The next album she writes is a breakup album about a secret relationship that was under a lot of pressure. It works. And then Diana disappears from her life. It works. But like Liz is like, she's there. She's Taylor's bestie. Julian Huff comes up, you know, but Liz is still in, in the mix and still Taylor's bestie, but maybe she's demoted a bit, but they're still really close. And Liz is still working very happily with Taylor. She's not mysteriously fired in the middle of tour or anything like that. And then, and then Julian Huff leaves and then Liz is still Taylor's bestie, but then they're single and they're complaining about being single and they're acting really single. And yes, they're having fun and yes, they're being affectionate, but then Jason comes on the scene and it's just like, it, it I- very much it, it gives me like early Taylor and Selena vibes. It just is normal. It's just like, this is how girls are. This, you know, people, this is how people are. You know, you have your friends and you, you know, you, you come and go from each other's lives a little bit, but there's no, you know, Diana leaves Taylor's lives and then Carly shows up and we get, you know, we get this music about whatever, like, um, complicated relationship, secret relationship, pining for your best friend. Some of that may have to do with Carly, you know, maybe it's Lily Donaldson, who knows, but like, um, (laughs) and then, and then you have all these songs about regret and about, uh, situationships, a doomed love and cruel summer where, you know, it seems like you're in love with this person, but they don't love you back for whatever reason. And then we get your illicit affairs and it's like, damn, who's Taylor been fucking? That's like dead ass married. Oh, it's just Carly. Like, and it just, (laughs) I, I feel like you can make, you can really write a story and make so much sense of it. And even if it's not accurate, because who knows the real truth? It makes sense. And like Tay Liz doesn't make sense to me in that way. Is it cute that like she's wearing the moon necklace and like that they cuddle a lot? Yes, 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 yes. But like, is there a narrative and an arc to Tay Liz that I can see and really pin down the way you can with the big ships? And even like Huffler, even Huffler with the information we got about, well, Julianne was cheating on her boyfriend with Taylor. And it's like, well, there's Taylor and Julianne acting real sus at Katy Perry's birthday party. Maybe it's not a lot, but like, it does seem to add up. And Tay Liz, with all its cute moments and with Liz wearing a suit, looking so good in a suit, maybe not a necktie, but a suit, I get it, but I just, I, I just, for the past couple of years, I was like, when we first launched into Taylor's, I was like, oh, this is just like Swift Ground. It's just as legit. Like, and then sort of learning, well, you know, you've got Liz's boyfriends and then 
Um, let me spill the Jake Gyllenhaal tea. Amps, I think I've told you this, but I'm going to tell the listener. I got permission. Heard through the grapevine, but this is all vetted and verified. This is good tea. This is not like a, a rumor. I heard this is like good sourced industry friend went out and got some good information for us. Um, an individual was at a really exclusive resort uh, out on the West Coast and they happened to be staying in the room next to Taylor and Jake's and um, overheard them having sex. So like, and this person is not like, so this is not some like gossiper that heard this and relayed this to my friend. This is just a, a professional, actually a pretty well-known in the industry, in the, you know, film and television industry uh, person. Like I had heard of them before. They're not like sitting around making things up. This is not someone in the age bracket who's like, in my opinion, trying to gossip. Right. And they're not like, it's not, it's not coming from like, oh my God, you'll never believe. It's probably more like, oh yeah. Her and her little boyfriend were staying in the room next door and I heard them. They wouldn't shut the fuck up. Yeah. yeah, I was annoyed. Yeah. (laughs) It wasn't, it's not like, you know, my friend like went and found Perez Hilton. Perez was like, girl, have you heard that? No, this was like a normal, I think probably a straight, uh, like normal, maybe, I don't know if they're straight or not, but like a normal civilian. I mean, they're in the industry, but like a normal, just a normal like person who's not just trying to have a vacation, just trying trying to have a fucking vacation. And Taylor Swift will not quit (laughs) wailing in the room next to him. You know, so um, make of that what you will. That's coming from a source I trust, you know? So I, since I heard that, and since I got more educated about the Jill and Swift timeline, which we do have an episode on, I'm maybe, you know, all too well is like the timeline of that song being written is a little complicated. So like maybe some of the stories Taylor tells about Jake are not a hundred percent true, but like, do I think they were a real couple? Yes, I do. Yeah. And, and, and um, he, he's about to make his first appearance in this Right. master post in the Taylor's master post but another thing I'll say and I, I'll um you may you may know about this hold on let me find it it's about Jake Gyllenhaal hmm. somebody wrote a piece about Jake Gyllenhaal is this like the anonymous like the actress the younger actress who like dated him and just spilled the whole yeah if you if anybody listening wants to look it up um google the movie star and me hmm. and it's on medium medium medium.com and they tell the story of meeting Jake this person interned for him and it just I will say a little trigger warning but if you in the same way that um and I and I know I know I'm with you Cam like I know that the the John Mayer stuff was like, but I still do believe that John probably did something to Taylor, you know, Mm -hmm. like if you're in the same room with that man, especially back in in that time period, he probably, he probably did something to make you feel terrible about yourself. He's a total creep. So yeah, like it it would, it it could even be just like condescending and belittling like of her art, right. That, that she was trying to impress him. um, And it just, he wouldn't have it. Because if you listen to Dear John and then you read Jessica Simpson's memoir, you're like, oh, there it is. It's all Mm -hmm. right there. This is kind of the same thing with like, if you read this piece on medium and, and then listen to all too well, you're kind of like, oh yeah, it's, it's all, it's all there. 
Um, yeah. And also it sort of supports like, listen, Jake Gyllenhaal is pro- maybe slept with men. I don't know if he has or hasn't. I wouldn't be shocked. Most actors are bisexual. <laughs> but like this woman, you know, in this medium piece, like she she's telling a real story. So like this idea, you know, your Ted Casablanca of Toothy Tile, that he's just this late this homosexual with a capital h-o-m-o you know i don't think that's reflective of reality like i don't know i think jake's a big gay beard if you will yeah i I think i think jake contains multitudes like any other human being and i think that you know stories about his blind item life as as well as what taylor swift tell both of those things can be true yeah right i mean and love a biking and yeah and then also like not to stereotype, which I'm going to do right now. Um, like Jake is like a thespian before anything else. And so it's like, I don't know. I I, I did some, some theater kids stuff uh, in my own past. And it's like, that was just kind of the vibe. I, I don't know. Like yeah. whatever. You whatever. just happen to a lot it's... of emotions to be a good actor. So, yes. You know, you <laughs> might have to be gay for a while. I don't know. You know, I mean, I mean I just... but, but a lot right. of bisexuals yes. in Hollywood. There you go. So let's let's jump to September of 2010. Liz is tweeting, my boyfriend is the best boyfriend in the whole world. And he got her a elephant Pez dispenser. So there's Liz officially saying like, yes, Jason's her boyfriend. Um, And, you know, to me, that almost like kind of, there's a lot more to tell Liz, but I don't know that we even need to cover you know too much more jake shows up in fall of 2010 liz maybe tweets some you know vaguely jealous things something about you know um your boyfriend you know and your friends are using you is that directed at taylor i mean i i've had i had a friend in college um that's actually a different friend um everyone uh, a friend in college who when i got a boyfriend um i were like I remember she screamed at me on the phone one day and she was like, you don't ever talk to me anymore. You're always with him. Like, and she was so upset and so jealous. And it was like, it was platonic. And, and I mean, that happens. That's a very normal thing that happens. And it's also like, it would be weird for Liz to be jealous now, but to have never been jealous of Julian Huff or to like, for Taylor not to have an issue with Liz's boyfriend. So like, again, I have some love for Tay Liz, but I don't know that there's that much else to say. Um, Liz and Taylor on the Speak Now tour, we get some really fun activity between them and the Better Than the Revenge boob grabs where they, you know, Liz pushes Taylor, Taylor pushes Liz and there's breast contact sometimes, you know, (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. It's flirty. I, I think they adored each other. And if you want to tell me that out on those, t- you know, out on tour, you know, maybe some wine coolers went around from time <laughs> to time and they had a little drunken makeout sesh here and there, I would be 0% surprised. Same. But do I think there's songs and songs about Liz and, you know, no, I don't. Liz goes on to have another serious relationship with the guy after this. I will say when Liz and Jason break up, Taylor takes her on a like vacation um, to the beach. And that's really sweet. Um, there's some good stuff there. There's also a bunch of there's stuff in Liz's music. You'll see 
if you see there's all these big accounts on tiktok that have gone to this master post that me and my friends wrote and cherry picked stuff out of it and not showed the whole picture but just trying to get views kales but uh you know what are you gonna do um but like there are some lyrics from liz that sound like it could be about taylor uh she mentions like there's there's no you know your chapstick's not around anymore there's my dryer's not full of guitar picks that have fallen out of your pockets anymore but liz dated musicians like liz dated guitar players and stuff so like eh, like yes you can cherry pick that and be like oh my god the, the guitar picks taylor swift's the only person to have ever played a guitar in the world and it's like yeah some like sometimes it feels like that you know we talk about her so much but like meh like as much as I have a lot of love for Taylor's, I actually went into this being like, yeah, Taylor's, I can see you. Maybe, you know, speak now, re-records. I can see you, gay song. Liz wears a suit. I really, I thought I was going to come into this and be like, I like it. I think it happened. And I'm just, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. I don't, I don't either. And like, I know that anything, it's it's like what we always say, we're always going to be biased. We're always going to project our, mm-hmm. ourselves on, onto the, these, these figures. But there's just something about like as many interactions as I have seen of Taylor Swift and Selena Gomez, I have never thought, huh, maybe they're more than friends. Um, but I don't think that when I look at interactions between Taylor and Diana, I clearly don't think that with Taylor and Carly. Um, I don't even think that with Taylor and Lily. I'm like, oh, there looks like, like, I don't know. Sometimes that chemistry really does jump out you know across the screen or the or the page or whatever and from what I've consumed of of the Taylor's master posts it just it doesn't it's not hitting um in the same way I mean yeah I mean it's like you know and who has crushes on who and who shares a a moment after a glass of wine once well who's to say who's to say but like there's something that's missing for Taylor's with me and I guess I've I've been pushing back, you know, Speak Now came out, oh, for Liz, 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 Gaylor Twitter explodes, Liz, 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 you know, they, they, they browse the master post, they don't even read the details of it, they ignore Liz's boyfriends, you know, they ignore the Jill and Swift of it all, of course they do, and I feel like they, they missed the bigger picture about the truth, and, and I, I came into this being like, I hope I'm proved wrong, like, I, I liked Tay Liz when we first got into it, but the more I researched, the more I was convinced of Liz's boyfriends and Jake, and again, I would never deny a couple 20 year old girls the the privilege to, you know, have a few too many and, and make out with each other on tour. But like, I'm not seeing it going beyond that. And I didn't. And that's where I landed last time we talked about it. And I hate that because Liz is <laughs> acting so gay now publicly writing songs about Caitlin from last night. So like, and- uh, and, and 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 maybe both things are true yeah, right yeah absolutely you know? and maybe you know taylor was part of that awakening but do do i think taylor is on, on the same level of of a situation as swift Brown or kaylor i don't I, it doesn't come off the page like that to me and uh you know we could be wrong about that like i said you know liz could be just pretending to be with jason it could be, all be a ruse and you know whatever fine but like that's not how it comes off the page. Let's right. say that. I I think I'm gonna put this one down as like 
Is is there a lot of music about Liz? I don't think so. Is there much going on there? I don't think so. But I do think Taylor's queer, and I now do think Liz is queer, and that's not just due to the her antics on TikTok lately. Just sort of hear things, and I do. I I just am easily convinced that Liz is queer, and uh, I want to think they made out on some of those beach trips. You know, they shared a bed here and there. There's some tweets about you know, having long chats with a bunch of girls in the room, everybody's sharing beds. You know, we didn't get to that in this episode, but like there's some gay behavior, but is there a is there a ship that I'm I'm putting in the same category as with Ron Kaylee? No. But that's okay. You know, that's all right. So uh, is that where you're landing on it, Ems? Anything else you have to say about it? No, I, I agree with you. And I I am happy to have learned more about Liz Hewitt in general because I I don't I have not known much about her. Um, and so coming in basically a blank slate, cause you know, I don't, I don't go to like Twitter or places like that. Um, so I don't really see a lot of that stuff. So I was coming in fresh and I just, it didn't, it didn't, yeah, it, it didn't really hit like that. Of course I could be wrong. Uh, cause <laughs> I have no idea, but I was happy to learn about her and it was really fun to, go back and and look at the mid 2000 mid to mid mid to the late 2000s to the 2010s and just kind of see Taylor in that way and and the, the pictures and stuff so um it was fun it was fun going through it yeah um so listener i would love for you to go through and read the taylor's master post and check out some of the pictures i put on instagram maybe and let me know what you think uh there is more to this that we're not getting to this again is just sort of a recap episode but like i feel like all i needed was to get to that first boyfriend of liz's and i feel good putting this one down and saying like i'm not seeing it it doesn't line up for me the other the ways the other ones do but that's okay and that doesn't mean it's nothing i like a little taylor's crack and I'm, I've am i been very excited that Liz has been included on the re-recording. She was on the Red re-recordings and the Speak Now re-recordings, or perhaps Fearless. She's been on she's been on the ones that she was originally on. She's done backup vocals for Taylor before. And, of course, she was at Rep Tour, and Taylor sang All Too Well as the secret song for her. And now she's been at Eras Tour. And um, while they're no longer super close, they definitely seem to still be friendly and um, cordial and... Liz's appearance at Air Store is making some people act insane, <laughs> saying that Liz and Taylor are going to come out as girlfriends who have gotten back together after a long time. So I'm here for that. If we get it, I'm sure. here for it. I don't think we'll get that. I don't think so either. Um, and I, 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 to me, that makes me happy because it's a testament to Taylor's character of like, yeah. oh, look, like she's still friends with people that she became close to in a different part of her career where like no one could have, I mean, I'm sure we could have all predicted that Taylor Swift was going to be successful, but this, this like, I, I, I please don't come for me, but this like kind of like Michael Jackson level of fame yeah. Um, I know she's not quite there yet. I'm just saying, like, I don't, I don't know. She's just huge. Just fucking yeah, I, it's, it's fucking huge. There's not yeah. a lot of people you can compare it to. I don't, I, I can honestly say, you know, back in the early 2010s, I, I would not have, if you had asked me if I would think that Taylor Swift would be, be where she is now, I would have said, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't really, I can't see it. 
cute country songs but you know where's the worldwide appeal yeah same so um it's it's nice to see that she can remain friends with people from way back and even people like she had to let liz go you know liz was disruptive to the tour i think and uh you know but they were able to do so in a way where they remained friendly and cordial and liz i love liz liz is so hot to me she really grew into her look she was a little gawky yeah. a little she's a little very very beautiful yeah. she looks so good these days um i think she has a great voice i think she writes some really good songs and uh i'm pulling for liz and i'll always keep up with liz and um i can't wait to see what she does next don't think it's going to be being taylor swift's girlfriend but god damn it if it does if she did we're both here for it i'm here for it we'll jump right back on and say let's revisit eat, again we'll eat <laughs> we'll revisit and eat some major ass because yeah. <laughs> god would we have been wrong but like totally wrong <laughs> um well with all that said guys go to the patreon and listen to me and imps absolutely have a meltdown and crack out about the the, the carly Kloss eras tour <laughs> because i don't even know what to think anymore oh my gosh we just the air store is about to end hopefully in a matter of hours as we're recording this taylor's going to announce 1989 taylor's version i hope she does um let's jump on tomorrow and record and that'll be live on the patreon so you guys yeah yes i can't wait yeah with all that said everybody please stay safe in 2023 please get registered to vote in 2023 2024 election is upon us okay it's like already happening so just like button up your buttholes and get registered to vote. Go to IWillVote.com and let's make it happen. And uh, Gaslight Gate Key Girl Boss. Live, laugh, lurk. Immediately. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye.